For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Today on the Back Row Fantasy Show, Arms and I are going to talk a lot of things football. Shocker! On the Back Row Fantasy Show starting now. Welcome to the Back Row Fantasy Show with your hosts, Jeremy Barker, Aaron Arms, and Brian Hux. A day late and a dollar short. Actually, three days late, right? Yeah. Can we get some three days grace for being three days late? Um, I'm going to guess no. Probably not. And not from Bauer, at, at the very least. Like, Bauer's not going to give us any leeway. He's asked me two days in a row, is there a show? Because I don't see it. The <laughs> answer, there wasn't. There is now. So, welcome. It's me and arms yet again. On the Back Row Fantasy Show. Arms, how are you doing today? Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Yeah. That's, that might be one of the, That's becoming one of my favorite uh, intro moments. Yeah. Just, Arms, how's it going today? Nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody cares how it's going for us. But Yeah, well, that's okay. It is. We're back in the studio. That That's all that matters. Second time back? Yeah. Yeah, we... Uh, two time, two time, two time. Yep. Beautiful day out. We're doing this in uh, 5 o'clock or 5.30 on Memorial Day. Oh, it's a great day out. It's a beautiful day. It's a good day. got to top off the Jeep. Out. It's uh, sunny. So, so, yeah. what, so um, what are you going to talk about today, Bark? I, so, first off, we, pre-show, um, I was at a – this goes all the way back to the draft. Um, at former – co-host chad niddle's house we were i was having a couple beers and we ended up talking with a couple of our buddies uh justin ripeth john fairs and um think about quarterback uh wide receiver combos that were really good in college that came to the nfl and both players were good so if you think about who all the starting quarterbacks all around the league are the only name that comes to mind was stafford and aj green that played together. Played together in college. And then went on to the NFL and achieved good good Both success. Both had success. 
Yeah. Like I, I, I'm sorry, but I don't consider a 500, you know, uh, 500 yard year receiver successful. No, I don't no. Consider 2,500 yard passer successful. Yeah. Well, I was gonna. One of the thoughts, which is random, that came in my head was Jameis and Alden Tate, but I don't think you Alden Tate's not successful. If he's successful this year, did you they, can add him to the did list. Did they play together? Yes. Yeah. It, man, it must have only been for a year. Yeah, I think so. I okay. think it was like the last year. Pretty certain of that. I could be wrong, but I thought they did for a year. But but even still, right? So think about it. I mean, uh, the only other name that comes to mind with moderate success is like Derek Anderson, TJ Hushmanzada, and Chad Johnson. Did Oregon State? That they're they're the ones that had Stephen Jackson as running back. Yeah, that was. I mean, that was an NCAA cheat team. Did Deshaun Watson have a guy? Did he play with Hopkins? I th- see. That's why if I'm he, asking. If he did, which I th- that would be too. So 2017. I feel like he played with Sammy and not Hopkins. He was a and, rookie in 17. And you can't really. I don't, I'm sorry, and I know there's still a lot of truthers nah, out there. You can't. Nah. You can't call Sammy Watkins a success. Hopkins has been in the league since 13. Okay. So I don't think that's. Uh, don't think that's the case. If you know any, or if, or if you know, you there's want to probably throw any a Clemson us, guy. I guarantee. Yeah, there's probably. a Clemson guy with Watkins. We know that. Yeah, more than likely. Or Watson, Watkins. Damn it. But yeah, if you know a combo currently in the league, I guess you can go past as well. Past combos, quarterback and wide receiver were successful. Throw them at us on Twitter at the Back Row Show. So why are we bringing this up? Because rookies. There's two rookies at quarterback that had high-profile receivers in both Burrow and Tua. And starts, the signs point to both of them failing. Or. Crazy enough. Or, or the Alabama wide receivers fail. Yeah. Or the, the LSU receivers fail. A possibility. I mean, the signs point to one of, you know, one of them isn't as good as the other one made them look. That's what the signs point to. Now, I, I disagree. I will trust my own eyes and say that, by all accounts, all the Alabama receivers are going to be fine. Uh, Kyler Murray and C.D. Lamb. If C.D. Lamb is good, there's a combo. But he's 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 not there. He's brand I, I know, new. I know, know what I mean. I know. We're just we're we're thinking future. I'm thinking future wise as well. Like the the odds are good on those two. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. So, but I mean, I I keep just going back and thinking and trying to think of different ones. And like I said, someone's got to be with Deshaun Watson. There's got to had to have been a, a, a good, at least a high. I mean, it's a high prospect. But heck, really, Nook's the only quality Clemson wide receiver out there, if I'm not mistaken. Did anyone play for with Baker? <sighs> Name a successful Oklahoma wide wide receiver in the NFL right now. That's my point. See what I mean? Yeah, I, I just off the top of my head, I, I got nothing. Yeah, so not off the top. I mean, in all the stud, you know, uh, quarterbacks out there, you know, most of them really come from quote non quarterback schools. Yeah, very I, true. I mean, and a lot of quarterbacks come from places where they didn't play. I mean, Carson Wentz, what was that? South Dakota, yeah, State South Dakota State, something like that. Uh, Matt Ryan was Boston College. Yep. I mean, there's Dak Prescott. I don't know if he played with any. No, Mississippi State probably not. 
Uh, Lamar Jackson. Uh, I don't Louisville. I don't recall. Did he play with Devontae Parker? Can we? God uh, no. No, that's that's no, years apart. Six year. and one, six yeah. and two, four years apart, five years apart. So yeah, no. Oh well, it, it's a it's a it's tough to wrap your head around, honestly. Yeah. So, so. anyhow, like I said, if you think of a, a good combo, let us know. Um, but that, like I said, I, I'm just it begs the question: Were the receivers just that damn good, or or did the quarterback make the receivers look good? I don't know. Once again, I feel like both of them are going to be successful in the NFL. Um, but man, it's the the signs point otherwise. They do. So, that could the One times half of each combo. could the times be a change in yeah, maybe. Yeah. So, but as far as like th- this should be one of those things off the top of our heads, we should have examples besides Stafford and AJ Green. And for you to go Stafford and AJ Green, you have to think about that. So, obviously, you and the other guys have thought thought we about We literally this. went through the entire the entire NFL. Right. So, you you thought about it and and that's what you came up with. So, just the names of Stafford and A.J. Green who aren't as relevant today means you dug a little. Yeah. So it, it's, there's nothing off the top of the head. Good good conversation starter. Uh, second thing, just because why not, let's talk about Ryan Leaf. Ryan Leaf. What about him? He's a bust again. Not only was he a bust in the NFL, now he's a bust as a broadcaster. Arrested for domestic, uh, was it violence? Domestic oh dispute God. or domestic violence? Let me, I, let me see here. I get, at this point... Domestic battery charge. The Arrested guy on obviously has... Uh, and, and, I mean, it was obviously at a young age. He's got anger issues. You know what I mean? I mean, he's like the Manchurian candidate. You know, ended up just... He's not all there. There's something that makes him snap, and, and that, that's the reason he couldn't put it together in the NFL. Right. Now, and, it's a misdemeanor battery charge, so I'm sure he's probably already out. But what was the battery charge? I've not seen anything since it was reported as to what he had yeah. done for this to happen. But there we go again. I, this has been the craziest season for former and current NFL players getting it i mean we've got the quentin dunbar and uh deandre, DeAndre baker, baker situation and, and i hear they're going to get off i mean i'm sure they have many many times in in their young adulthood lives but this time they'll probably get off the hook for jail um uh, s- suddenly the witnesses squirt, squirt. i got you i, I understand <laughs> where you're going i'm just i choose to ignore it oh, okay the witnesses just uh just can't be sure anymore and they decided not to press charges from the guys who robbed them. Do you think the witnesses are a little richer right now? Is that- uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely think they were well compensated for the mistake. Also, guys, you're in the NFL. What the hell would you rob somebody for? You can't afford it. If you can't, guess what? That is your fault. I got, you burnt the money. I got six words for you that come from Suck it. Oh. from a either late 90s or early 2000s tune. The reason they forget that they're in the nfl and do these things get fucked up stay fucked up uh roll into the club and navigator track there you go there we go so in a long corona filled off season of no football no responsibility they don't have to report to shit except for a little online thing here and there Mm -hmm. and they can use some filters to make sure the red eye's gone yeah uh get fucked up stay fucked up i mean the guys that are not 
veterans that are disciplined and just over that stage of their careers, they are partying hard this Corona season. There's no reason not to. It's going to be interesting to see how many players get injured once football resumes because oh, it's going to be a lot because they, these guys are not football ready. And it's going to be interesting to see how many of these guys' bodies are dramatically different and how many of them have aged due to whatever it is they're doing. A dream cream. Are Yeah. <laughs> are, are they, yeah. Like, are. I mean, seriously. No, if, you're, if you you're right. a good, I mean, if you went a good get, six months on meth, do you think? I don't think they're doing meth, but I get what you're saying. I don't. Well, to rob people, you never. I, I don't think you'd do it because you smoked a little weed. <laughs> I, no, no. <laughs> At no point have I ever heard. Well, a stoned man today uh, robbed somebody for a bag of Cheetos. Well, uh, I might judge, eat your pizza without asking, but I ain't gonna freaking hold you at gunpoint. Judge, I apologize. I was a little high uh, on marijuanas. Whenever I was out in the street naked, uh, demanding people give me their jewelry uh, with with my with my penis in my hand while I was pointing a gun at everyone, I was just on marijuanas. I had a few too many marijuanas. Yes, I had I had two marijuanas that day. <laughs> two whole marijuanas. I should have kept it at one. And this this is just what happened. Oh, but, it's it's like you sound like Russell Wilson with cornrows. No. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. I'd like to buy some drugs. <laughs> yeah. I'll take two marijuanas, please. <laughs> two marijuanas, please. Oh God. But I mean, if some of these guys are partying hard, listen, I, I'm I'm a year away from forty. Hello, fellow criminals. Hello, fellow criminals. And when I see someone I graduated with, sometimes and forget that I graduated with them, sometimes I'm like, oh man, look at that old guy. And I'm like, oh shit! It's like, oh, you age like a gallon of milk. I graduated with that guy. Yeah. Why does he look so much older than me? It's the marijuanas. It's the marijuanas. No. <laughs> oh my god! No, I I can tell you right now, like, it, I've drank a little bit heavy this weekend. I've uh, three or four days of. Uh, you didn't have to tell him put, putting them away. Well, no, I'm saying my point is. Like, I'm feeling rough today, you know, and I can only imagine what some of these guys who are excessively wealthy, who are partying, you know, partying up all the time, how they're going to end up. I just, uh, man, I, I I hope it isn't an injury plague season, but I, I'm telling you, I, I feel like you're right. It, it it just makes sense. It, this, this might be the season of the handcuff. Yeah. I mean, Tom Brady might have a huge That was huge a transition belt. there. Oh, what we were talking about? Handcuff. Uh, see what I mean? Uh, yeah. went, it went right past me. My my head was already on a anyway, swivel thinking about how Tom Brady could look young again due to some of these guys doing nothing in the offseason. Like the, the playing field might be leveled from the super athletes like David and Joku <laughs> to the older guys like uh, Ben Hartsock. Don't know where that came from. He's, but I mean, he's from just up the road. You need it. <laughs> but uh, I was actually trying to think of a different Ben, ben Watson. That's who I was thinking of somebody like an older guy tied in that all of a sudden looks spry because the younger guys have been partying and the playing field is now even. But you know, there's a lot of them though that they understand this is their career and they're oh, more, be, more than not. Yeah, I would imagine ninety percent of them are going to are busting five every day anyway. Seventy five. Well, I mean, there's going to be a lot to get to the NFL. There's going to be a shit ton of players getting hurt because the only football they were getting ready for was Madden. So I mean, and then and that's happening. We got Joe Mixon uh, play. Uh, Do you see that Joe Mixon? I think moved on to the semifinals of the Madden Championships for like a celebrity no, charity type no, thing. I didn't see that. Is Mixon and Jamal Charles? I think I've, Jamal Charles smoked uh, Cam Jordan, I believe, and 
Mixon destroyed some other player, like eighty-four to nothing. Like oh, wow. it was, it was something crazy. But did, was his running back by chance Joe Mixon? No, he played. Uh, Mixon played with the Chiefs, I think. Oh wow! Okay. And I think that uh, Jamal Charles probably Jamal, played he, with uh, the, Eagles. the Ravens. The Eagles, I think the Eagles. Wow! I'll have to, I'll have to look that up. It was actually. They must have this injuries. This is the off. times we live in. This is interesting. Uh, to, uh, so we got. Let's see, Joe Mixon. Uh, it's going to take too long to find. Anyways, yeah, one one was the Eagles, one was the Chiefs. I probably got it backwards. But but moving on from players playing Madden, uh, I I mentioned Tom Brady being on an even even playing field. Reason I mentioned him is, uh, did you look at any of the highlights or any of the fun clips from the golf outing I yesterday? Did you? I watched part of it. It uh, that that was uh, Tom, Tom Brady's cool. not not real good at golf. No, no, Peyton is. Peyton is. Peyton is Peyton, very good at golf. Peyton, Peyton's a good golfer. So but, I, I enjoyed some of the back and forth between those guys. When you're on a team with Tiger Woods, and by the way, Tiger looked incredible yesterday. I mean, just everything he hit was just a line drive, perfectly straight, landed where he wanted it. Um, but when you're on a team with Tiger Woods and Tiger's playing the way he did yesterday and you're still taking some of Peyton's shots, oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, it was it, that Peyton was very impressive. Yeah. Of course, he's had some time to work on that golf game now that he's been retired. He has. And, and, and you know, out of all the former quarterbacks you're talking about, golfers like, you know, Peyton Manning was going to master another sport. Oh, yeah. He's very cerebral. Yeah. That that good way to put it. But yeah, the uh Peyton was talking about who his caddy could be and he was like, you know, he's like, Well, I almost had Bill Belichick as my caddy. He's like, But that might have caused problems. He's like, I thought about Nick Foles and Tom Brady turned around and said that was a cheap shot. <laughs> Nick Foles was a cheap shot. Oh, uh, that's great. Yeah. And uh what what was the other Eli's one? obviously above it. You know, he mentioned Eli as being his caddy. Yeah, but yeah, there was a bunch of good back and forths. I think uh, what did Brady say to Manning? He said, "Oh God, that's going to drive me nuts." Because it was actually really funny. I actually reposted it because Tom Brady's winning me over a little bit lately. Like I don't despise him anymore. Well, it's probably the same way Brett Favre when when people over at the end of his career. Like you, you started to learn. You should probably appreciate what he's still doing. While he's still doing it, but I still hate Tom Brady. Uh, I, you know, I'm I'm starting to not. I really am. Like he just seems. My biggest thing with football players are be humble. Like be humble. Like this whole Michael Thomas versus Devontae Parker crap that's been going on. Michael Thomas is the least humble dude that I know on Twitter right now. Like he's a he's a fucking diva. I don't care. He's I know you don't care. Well, for fantasy purposes, I don't care either. I'm drafting him in the first round every time I'm out of running back range. But my God, is he that? Just, I want to say mean stuff about what's Michael he, Thomas. What's he saying? I'm, I'm missing this. It was uh, somebody posted on Twitter like uh, it was Michael Thomas. Uh, what was better, Michael Thomas doing this or Devontae Parker roasting Stephon Gilmore, who was NFL Defensive Player of the Year? Mm -hmm. Devontae Parker actually. I, I stand a little corrected on some things. Like, a few times, he separated from big-time cornerbacks. And someone said, you know, A or B, which was more impressive, Michael Thomas doing this or Devontae Parker doing this? Devontae Parker replied, B, voted for himself. Oh, of course. And Michael Thomas just straight jumped in and was being a little bitch. Like, an absolute little oh, bitch. God. Like, 
He said something to Devontae Parker like, you know, it took you five damn years to have one good play against one good player. Like, being a real jerk. And Devontae Parker was like, I'd do the same thing as you if I got targeted 300 times a year. <laughs> like, it was just it was just a back and forth from hell. And Michael Thomas, you could tell, was taking every word super personal. You know how he is anyways. Like, mm-hmm. if he you don't put respect on his name, like, he's he's whiny. He He is a whiny... Little yeah, guy. but we're going to be looking at this guy's going down as possibly the great, one of the best wide receivers to ever play the game. Absolutely, I have, I have nothing to say about his game. He is to me, he's the wide receiver one fantasy all day. To oh, me, it's not close because get, of the consistency and the rapport with Drew Brees, who's back again. He's he's the number one guy for me. He's my number one, and that will not change. I don't care if he's a diva; it doesn't bother me uh, in fantasy land. Mm-hmm. But as far as like. We, we transition from Tom Brady to, to other guys we either used to hate or still hate. I don't like you, Michael Thomas. You're kind of a bitch. Oh, uh, still love him. I say on real Appalachian when I say you're kind of a bitch. But he just, you know, be a little more humble, Michael. You are one of the best. We all think it. So when Devontae Parker tries to say he made one play better than you, who cares? You're obviously way, way better than Devontae Parker. I'm a Dolphins fan. Michael. You're better than Devontae. It's easy. It's not a discussion. Anyways. <laughs> you good? I'm good. I just, you good? We, just had to vent. You want to move on? We, you know what, Mike? Yeah, let's go. Move on. <laughs> you know what, Michael Thomas? All right, so uh, <laughs> Barker and myself decided we were going to, you know, with kind of in the, the spirit of potential injuries, uh, start just trying to find a few... Um, sleepers handcuff type guys guys that can help you uh that shouldn't get you or cost you a whole heck of a lot um you know particularly for fantasy purposes um obviously this is a fantasy show i don't know why the hell i said that anyhow so we, we wrote down some names um various ways of of looking at them just potential opportunity uh maybe guys that don't have the quote name we that's something that always gets said about blake martinez he didn't Blake doesn't have a name. Nobody knows who Blake Martinez is except for Packers fans, it seems like. But now Giants fans. Yeah, now Giants fan. Weird. But, but the guy is literally, you know, a hundred tackle a year guy. Um so once again, you know, guys who we're not gonna sit here and tell you they're gonna be stars, but based on, you know, whether once again opportunity or end of season production or whenever they got a chance, you know, at points in their career, uh, they end up being studs. Bark, who do you got first? Well, or who who could be a stud? I'm sorry. I, I, I want to preface this a little bit with the fact that startup drafts are happening. Like part of the reason for diving into this a little early, startups are happening. I mean, leagues are starting to open up. I think what ESPN and Yahoo leagues typically get rolling in early June. Does that sound right? I think it's early June that those leagues open. So it's worth talking about what one guy that I don't absolutely believe in, but I do still think is worth a shot. And it's crazy that I have to mention him as a sleeper so early, but Nikhil Harry is a guy that's value has taken a massive hit because Mm -hmm. he did nothing. And there's a lot of guys in fantasy leagues like myself who tend to move on. Yep. I move on. Like, if you're not giving me any production in your rookie year when you should be more fired up than any other year, I tend to move on. Nikhil Harry, 
I think is a really good buy low or late round startup draft pick. If it's dynasty, he might not be a late round. If it's redraft, he's a late rounder. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's just the truth of it. He is a late rounder in redraft. But Jarrett Stidham, if he is the guy, I imagine him and uh, Nikhil Harry have a ton of reps put in together. Well, they, they would almost yeah, have to. I'm sure. So if New England is turning to a young quarterback, which a lot of folks are saying Brian Hoyer will be the guy, but Nikhil Harry has a great chance. They should just throw him in day one as a starter, no questions asked, if it's Stidham. Hell, if it's Hoyer, probably as well. So Nikhil Harry's a guy for me that I do have eyes on. I am gauging the market to see what I can acquire him for. I didn't love him coming out of college. I didn't love him in that draft, but there's just not a lot of options on New England, and I don't know how compelled Julian Edelman will be to play really well without Tom Brady. I could be wrong. I don't know him you know, on a personal level, but it wouldn't surprise me if this is the decline of Edelman simply because he, he's not playing with his best friend anymore. Yep. So that, that, that would take a hit on me. Like if you've got a great assistant manager at a job or a great number two and you lose them, mm-hmm. I, I've had that happen before, and I took a hit. My my motivation wasn't the same when I knew I didn't have that person I could lean on. Yep, was the go-to. So, Nikhil Harry's interesting to me. Who do you got? Um, so, we we kind of played this game a couple couple years ago with uh, Darius Leonard, and it's just somebody's got to succeed, right? Somebody's got to step up. Uh, and this is centered around the Cincinnati linebacking core. Oh. They've just been void of talent. Uh, the guy who stands out for me the most is Akeem Davis Gathers. Um, That's a deep one. He Not even slated to start from what I'm seeing. But I think that once camp gets rolling, um, you know, he's going to have it. I think he's going to work his way into a starting position. There's not a lot of talent in Cincinnati. You know, n- nobody who's, who's separated from the uh, – from the pack, but a kid out of, I believe, Appalachia State, um, monster, you know, in his division, so to speak, monster against his competition. Obviously, you know, it, we, there are there's, there's always the worry that his competition just wasn't good enough. But fast guy, um, plays kind of like safety speed. He's a little bit undersized, but that's not the end of the world whenever you're talking about linebacker. Uh, he can track down guys. Um, I, ju- I think that if there's a Darius Leonard in this class, like a guy who's underappreciated and underdrafted, it's going to be Akeem Davis uh, Gaithers. Um, sticking with Cincinnati, I'm just going to go through the other ones I do like. Uh, so he was a fourth rounder. Uh, Logan Wilson, I believe, out of Wyoming was a third rounder. Um, he put up a ton of st- uh, ton of tackles in college. You know, one of these guys have to step up. And then there's a name that nobody – has ever heard of, unless you were, I believe, a Jacksonville fan, and that's Austin Calitro. Um, basically, between um, weeks 15 and 16, the guy had 19 tackles. You know, 19, so uh, he's shown flashes. He may end up in a starting role in Cincinnati. Uh, someone's got to stand up, step up. Somebody's got, got to get some tackles, uh, and I believe it's going to be one of those three guys. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll go on the IDP side with you. Uh, a guy that really shouldn't be considered a sleeper, but I think is, is Taylor Rapp, uh, the, mm-hmm. the Rams safety, quietly put up 100 tackles, 100 total tackles in his rookie year. 62 solo, 38 assists. 
I had this guy. He also had eight defended passes. I had this guy like three or four games into the season and ended up dropping him uh, just just because the the first six games of his career, there were no double-digit games. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm counting on a rookie way too soon at, at a you know position where I could just go grab a veteran yep. and get that consistent 10 points a game. But Taylor Rapp was very quietly excellent last year. Week eight to uh, week eight on, he was number four. Yeah, in in fantasy scoring, which is massive. And the kid's twenty two, and a lot of people aren't going to think about this guy come time for IDP startups or trades. I mean, this mm-hmm. is still a guy. The name recognition is not there yet, so you could squeeze him into you could squeeze him into another trade. Like you, you mm-hmm. could be like, "Well, oh, we're close," but throw in Taylor Rapp. Uh, 20% owned in my fantasy league. That That's that's ridiculous, which they may be counting non-IDPs. non-IDP leagues, but even still, uh, th- this is a guy that will help your team and really had a fantastic second half of the year. And that that's, that's one of the hard positions to find a really good long-term solution at. Oh, my God, yes. So one of the hardest. But when you got a guy who's one of your fa- – like Charles Woodson in fantasy – when you find that guy, you just can't get rid of him. Landon Collins, you just right. can't get rid of him. No, don't don't move on him. So this guy's looking like he's going to be one of those players. Arms, let's take a little break to talk about our sponsor, BetOnline.ag. There is no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partner, BetOnline.ag. As you all know, NASCAR is back. And BetOnline has hundreds of games, events, and sports to still get in on. You can bet on simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC, or even participate in a $10,000 Madden Bracket Challenge, a March Madness-style NFL simulation tournament that you can enter for free. And coming up next Sunday, BetOnline has ex-Chicago Bulls Ron Harper, Horace Grant, Bill Cartwright, I loved Bill Cartwright, and Craig Hodges joining them to discuss the Michael Jordan documentary on what they are calling the final dance. Visit the website or use your mobile device and join today to receive your new welcome bonus and check out all the action. Bet online, your online wagering solution. So uh, th- here's a guy, uh, my next guy is someone that's, um, if you're in fantasy circles, you love him. A lot of people love him. If you're just listening because you want to get better at fantasy, you don't know, you may not have even heard the name before, but it's Brian Edwards. I know oh, yeah. you're a big Brian Edwards guy, and I know a lot of people are listening to Brian Edwards guys, but this isn't necessarily for you. No, I wasn't. The landing spot changed a lot yeah. for me. The reason I wasn't was just injury concerns. Yep. He's a good player, but the landing spot's phenomenal. So um, basically, you know, the fantasy foot community's in love with him. I mean, he's six foot three. He does have knee and uh, foot issues, um, but the foot issue came from overworking, trying to get back in time for the senior bowl from a knee issue. Uh, had to get scoped. Because um, if without these injuries, he's probably a, a second rounder. Uh, ends up falling to uh, pick eighty one, I think it was. So in in, in the third instead, no, yeah, in the third round. Um, the Raiders' third wide receiver taken in in this year's draft class. Um, also, kind of to stick with, I'm just going to stick with that team real quick and run through some some reason being on these. Um, I think um, Renfro caught 49 balls last year, um, but 
in week 16 and 17, he had 13 receptions for 209 yards and two touchdowns. So finished the season incredibly strong. Uh, you add rugs to take off the top, um, kind of puts him into a you know de facto wide receiver one role. Um, Tyrell Williams still there. You know he's better suited as a number two uh, wide receiver to begin with. Adding in Brian Edwards, it's going to take some pressure off to leave Renfro to work underneath, and I think he's going to actually probably pace that team in receptions next year. Uh, and I I don't think the eighty to ninety catches is out of question for him. See, I, I want to say that. Uh, I have a hard time looking at that team and imagining Brian Edwards in the game that much. Mm-hmm. Just because you do have Hunter Renfro. You're, you you should not cut his snaps. You do have Tyrell Williams. You do now have Henry Ruggs. So, I mean, they're not running four wide receiver sets very often. So And, and when, they've got Waller. And, and, and they have Waller. So, what... How often is Brian Edwards going to get a chance to play? If he shows well in training camp, he's money. Yeah, he's money because they need wide receivers and they need they need them now. But if Tyrell Williams looks good and Ruggs looks good and Renfrey looks good and Brian Edwards is like a little behind, which is very possible because of all the shit going on mm-hmm. right now, then I don't know. But if Brian Edwards looks great in training camp, yeah, I think you can book it for seventy to eighty receptions. At, it's a lock if he can if he can win a starting position by game one. It's a lock. You're talking about Edwards because I I moved on to Renfro. Oh, I'm talking well, about Edwards. I think still. I think Renfro can get up to ninety. See, I don't stick sticking I love in the Renfro. slot because of the other guys working around him. It's possible, but I mean, there's just I don't want to say there's so many weapons because there's not, but there's so many weapons of similar talent. Waller, Renfro, Tyrell Williams. They're they're kind of in like a. They're middle tier guys mm-hmm. to me. Waller looked great. I'm not ready to put him in a top tier yet. Yeah. If he does it again, sure, he's top a top tier tight end. But I, I there's no head and shoulders above talent there. You're right. So so I think I think those receptions are going to be split a lot of ways unless Brian Edwards looks phenomenal because we've said it before. I don't think Ruggs is a high PPR kind of guy. It's it's. Maybe touchdowns. Maybe he gets to 10 because of what he can do once he has the ball in his hands. But I don't see him catching 70 or 80 balls. No, I, I, we're, we're on the same page there. I, I mean, as much as I'd like for him to, you know. Um, yeah, you want to make that first-round pick look great. And you want to be a fan of rugs from the get-go. A big yeah, one. and me and you have talked about this many times. It's just uh, there's so much love around rugs, and You know, the fantasy community, a lot of people loving the pick. I man, as you you put the words in my mouth for me, as uh, as a Raiders fan, if Jerry Judy was just not there, I would have been a lot more, you know, comfortable with this pick. If like if Judy and, and for me, if Judy and Ceedee Lamb were both off the board, fine, take Rugs, awesome pick where you got him. But both of them were there, and and we still took him, and it ah it. From, I know there's a lot of mouths to feed, and I know that there's, you know, had a great quarterback his whole career, blah, blah, blah. But 746 yards, I think, is his, his career max. And he's fast, and he's he's a guy that completely ruins uh, whenever you think you've got a good angle on him, he just proves you wrong. I mean, it, with that kind of speed, and his his speed is truly special. But, wow, uh, there, the, the difference between him and someone like, you know, Sure hand, you know, perfect route runner Jerry Judy, 
Judy ran a four four three. Well, let's let's just talk about real quickly the past three years. Of <clears throat> we'll go top twelve. We won't even minimize it to ten. Mm-hmm. So let's go twenty seventeen. Stop me when you hear a guy that is a burner. Mm-hmm. Stop me when you hear a guy that was drafted on speed. It's Tyreek Hill, and that's it. <laughs> L- let's make sure. Okay. So 2017, you got DeAndre Hopkins. Remember, just stop me. We don't have to add anything to him. Hopkins, Antonio Brown, Keenan Allen, Jarvis Landry, Michael Thomas, Larry Fitzgerald, Julio Jones. There's Tyreek at number eight. Adam Thielen, A.J. Green, Doug Baldwin, Golden Tate. Top 12 from 2017. Golden Tate in there. Uh so you know just Tyreek just Tyreek so you move on to 2018 which will take me a second uh but obviously you guys see exactly where we're going here but I think Tyreek makes multiple appearances in most of those every single year so 2018 the top wide receivers top 12 were Hopkins Tyreek I think his biggest year mm-hmm. Julio Devontae Adams, Antonio Brown, Michael Thomas, Adam Thielen. A lot of, lot of similarities going on here. Mm-hmm. Juju, Mike Evans, Robert Woods, Stephon Diggs, and Keenan Allen. So, again, it, it's Tyreek. And then in 2019, I'm pretty sure we had a very similar situation. Let's check to be sure. Talking pure burners here and how they finished top burners in the top 12 so last year michael thomas chris godwin julio cooper cup hopkins keenan allen julian edelman allen robinson galladay Devonte parker definitely not a burner amari cooper and jarvis landry so tyreek wasn't even in the top 12 there but so guys like hollywood brown guys like deshaun jackson guys like henry ruggs i know henry ruggs has the potential to be more he he does have he's a, more of a route runner in theory in theory and he does have a a, the body and the build Mm -hmm. to be more i mean he could be he could be steve smith like he could be a fast antonio brown Mm -hmm. body wise and and skill so i mean i'm not counting him out i'm I'm absolutely not counting him out but he was drafted based on speed i mean it's it's raiders drafting you know 101 um pick the freaking fast guy you know what i mean and i I, I guess what I think the thought process was is they see Tyreek Hill, they see what he does to people. You know, they faced him six times in the past three years, and it's always you know the guy changes the way you have to play defense, and he really does. I mean, that kind of speed is it. It that guy's not available in every draft class. Right. What I will say, and I'm not saying that Jerry Judy is, you know, going to be great or going to be a bust, but there are route runners in every draft class. Yeah. So the theory behind it is you're not going to be able to get a rugs next year, the year after, the year after that, but you're probably going to be able to get a CD lamb. Right. You're probably going to be able to get a Jerry Judy type guy, even if it's 90% of them, you know, a 90% uh, compatibility or, you know, similarity. That's enough. If you, if you need to address it later. Yeah. There's not going to be another most likely another four two seven guy out there he was a great first round pick i i don't have a like i have a problem with him being the first wide receiver off the board do don't get me wrong there but i mean henry ruggs is he an early first rounder yeah he is because he could he could totally change your whole offense if you've got another good wide receiver whether it's brian edwards or tyrell or 
you know, rim pro, this guy could completely make your offense lethal, just like Tyreek did in Kansas City. That doesn't mean he's a fantasy shoe-in. That, that's the only only thing with me. I, I see him as a perennial 60-65 catch guy. Mm-hmm. Probably a 1,000-yarder, definitely, uh, if he catches 60 or 65. And, I mean, and he's going to give you weeks of three points. Yeah, and he, he's going to give you probably 7 to 10 touchdowns on the year. He's going to be a fine fantasy three. Two or three? Yeah. Like, but but for people to just jump on this wagon that the more we watch of rugs, he's going to be electric. Yeah, it probably is. But we're talking fantasy. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. He Henry Ruggs, in my opinion, will be a better football player than a fantasy asset. Yeah, I agree completely. I mean, this is this is why guys like Albert Wilson still have a job. Albert mm-hmm. Wilson is a guy that can change the dynamic of your offense, but you're you're silly if you're paying for him in fantasy. Yeah. Because it's just not going to happen. There's guys like that on every team. Yeah. There's Tavon Austin who keeps sticking around the league yep. because he's a decoy. He's fast. Somebody's got to cover him or else he's going to burn you. Doesn't mean he's going to catch a ton of balls because he's not. But, I mean, we've seen a ton of these guys in the yeah. NFL. Run straight, go fast. You know what I mean? Right. And that's not rugs. It, that's it, not what we're saying. Yeah. We're just saying – he falls somewhere in between. And, and if we look at these lists, I, I, I would lay money that more often than not of uh, those top 12, I'll bet eight of them are 6'3 or taller. At least 6'2". Yeah, well, okay, we'll cut off 6'2 then. But, you know, there's there's only a handful of 5'10 to 6'0 guys that are that are high end. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're talking great route runners and great contested ball guys. Yep. Which Henry Ruggs is pretty good contested. Yep. I mean, I, I again, I'm not trying to take anything away from him. I'm just saying the risk is carries the same weight as the reward, and I tend to stay away from guys like that. I tend to go with the Jerry Judy, where the risk to me is minimal. Yeah, I like agree. that. That it's minimal. CD Lamb, minimal, minimal risk. Uh, Brandon Ayuk is minimal risk to me. I think so too. So I mean. Rugs, CD Lamb is the. Whenever the we say risk, spot. fantasy-wise, I think there's risk that he that he's a bust for a couple years. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Michael Gallup's good. Yeah. And Mari Cooper's good, but you know it's all he has to do is be as good as he should be coming out of college, and he's going to cut into somebody's catches. Some somebody's not going to catch as many balls as they should because of CD Lamb, and then it's just a matter of time. I mean Gallup. What what this will be his third year in the league, so yeah, um, it, God, if, he and he looked at better than Amari Cooper did last right. year, right? But if for some reason C.D. Lamb and Gallup split numbers a little, we could probably accept to see Gallup move on to another team in a year. Mm-hmm. So C.D. Lamb probably you know there, there's not really any scenario where he's just stuck as the third guy in the pecking order for years. Yeah, it's no, not going to happen. Not. He was probably drafted to, to be insurance in case Gallup was, went back to his injury-prone ways. Yeah. So And to make that whole offense better. Oh I mean, they, they've got a juggernaut if they keep it healthy. That is going to be a, uh, particularly in Madden, it's going to be the most terrifying offense to play. Just wide receivers. I mean, you have to account for everyone, and then you got a running back who can, you know – just eat you alive up the gut or bounce it outside and dominate you right so 
moving on. Bounce it up the gut and dominate you. I like that line. So, uh, just quick hit, sticking with the Raiders. Um, Damon Arnett, just merely the Tredavious White effect. We've talked about this before, and that is just a cornerback who's going to get targeted because nobody thinks he's good, and for a while he's going to get some fantasy production. Don't rely on him for a playoff run. Hmm. I'm going to go back to offense. Okay. Uh, what, what happens every single year, Arms, in training camps, a running back always goes down, right? Mm-hmm. Like, typically, every single year, a running back goes down, and teams are scrambling to trade for a guy. Mm-hmm. I think it, history says that's going to happen. History says some team that thinks they have a shot to go far into the playoffs, sadly, is going to lose a running back. Leonard Fournette's going to be dangled mm-hmm. in front of that team. I say it's a 60% chance Leonard Fournette is on another team before week one, which leaves Raquel Armstead to me. I, I thought about a, having him on my list as, as well. A, as a pretty sizable sleeper. Now, Chris Thompson is there as well, but Chris Thompson is... We know what he is. He's a, he's, yeah, he's a pass catcher. Pass catching back. Right. So, Raquel Armstead, that, that could be a nice sleeper pick for someone because the I don't think they can reconcile all the damage. We've got multiple multiple timelines of trade rumors with Leonard Fournette at some point probably closer to the season you would think he has to demand mm-hmm. a trade to where they come down on their asking price where he just gets shipped out for a fourth rounder to someone I mean this guy's been on the block for his entire career it seems like feels like it and I, I just I, there's something amiss with uh, Fournette in Jacksonville and yeah, I, I I think that Armstead could have some you know some success if given the opportunity. I mean, we, I know you liked him a lot coming out last year. So yeah, well uh, we we got an undrafted free agent that a lot of players have liked too, and Divine Azigbo on that team as well. I have seen people talk about him. I've had some Divine Azigbo uh, shares. I've seen that you've had some uh, Divine mm-hmm. shares of the Divine one. So mm-hmm. you never know. But Raquel Armstead to me. I liked him coming out. A lot of people drafted him in the second round of rookie drafts just because we thought Leonard Fournette was a goner last year. So that that's a sleeper pick to me as well. And running backs are hard to come by. So last round in your dynasty drafts, you can probably land Raquel Armstead. So I'll stick to d- defense as I have been. Um, our guy, Nick Kwiatkowski. We love Nick Kwiatkowski. Here, here, I think you all know that. So, interesting stat I, I, I uncovered. He had 56 tackles, which is okay, but he only played 48% of the snaps last year. He's he's in, in line for 90%. You know, to have 56 tackles in half the playing time, obviously you can't just say, oh, he's going to be have 100. But 80, 90? Absolutely. I know they've got, you know, they've got Littleton. You know, it's not like they have a slouch beside him. But yeah, I, but Littleton is is not just a thumper, correct? correct? I mean, Littleton can play, you know, he can cover, mm-hmm. and he he can cover the edge, he can cover the slot guy, and he's a tackler. Nick Kwiatkowski is your classic middle linebacker. Yep, he is your classic plug the middle and rack up tackles guy. So I expect Nick Kwiatkowski as long as he's starting, which he they paid him, yep. he's a starter. Yep, I think he's going to lead that team in tackles at least from the linebacker position. Littleton will possibly have a better fantasy season based off pass breakups. Uh, you know, I maybe, think it's going to be close between it's them. It's going to be really close, but as far as tackle standpoint, I like Kwiatkowski the most. 
I mean, he's only in 13% of leagues. That's ridiculous. And, and to put it in perspective, yes, this doesn't have um, doesn't have all you know. It does include the non IDP leagues because it had uh, Landon Collins only in 27%. So, it, yeah, in perspective, that, it's, that gives us a little better. It basically is owned in half of IDP leagues. But if land let, let's say Landon Collins, let's just say twenty seven percent equals a hundred yep. in real time because it should. Uh, that that means that still means Nick Kwiatkowski's owned in half of the IDP yeah. leagues. That's that's crazy. He should be a hundred percent owned. It, Nick Kwiatkowski is without a doubt going to be a top fifteen IDP fantasy linebacker this year, without a doubt. Unless your league is like I agree, super heavy on sacks. Because I don't think he's going to get a lot of sacks. I mean, he, he had three last year. But it, if it's just a tackle-based league to where, you know, sacks are three points instead of six or eight, he's going to be a top 15 guy. Yeah. No doubt about it. I couldn't agree more. So, yeah, he's definitely one to watch. I'm going to go back to offense since Arms is bringing IDP heat out the out the Ryan Leaf hole. Uh, yes. So, Sam Darnold's a guy to me. That, that I think is going to be a really sneaky grab mm-hmm. at the back end of drafts and as a sleeper and as somebody that you can trade for because Sam Darnold, the shine has wore off of the draft position. The shine is off the guy. Like real football guys like uh, McShay. Todd McShay loves Sam Darnold. Mm-hmm. Kuiper loves Josh Allen. They argue about yeah. They argue about those two all the time. And for good reason. Sam Darnold, when he has protection and when he has weapons, is going to be a good quarterback. I have zero doubts about it. I've seen the flashes. Sam Darnold is going to be a good quarterback. I think he's going to be a top 10 fantasy quarterback for years to come as soon as they can give him the time to actually play. That that team's had a terrible line for a long time. They, they worked a lot on the offensive line this year. He's got Brashard Perryman. Jameson Crowder and Denzel Mims and Chris Herndon, who they said they're setting free this year. They're so high on that guy being a top five tight end that it's not even funny. Like Chris Herndon, if we are to believe how high the Jets are on him, we've seen him flash. Yeah, That that team's going to be much improved, especially on offense. Adam Gase is the wild card. If it all fails, it's it's Adam Gase's fault. But if Adam Gase can just be competent – then I think Sam Darnold is a quarterback that if you don't have one, you're going into the season with maybe Phillip Rivers in a dynasty league, and you don't know if you got one year left or none, and you need a future guy that you can get without breaking the bank. Sam Darnold is a, a really solid future guy, in my opinion. I'm not a big Sam Darnold fan. I never have been. Nor am I. Um, but I believe that he's good. See, I, I, I don't. like. I think that he's just another USC quarterback who everyone wants to be good, they think he's going to be good, and he's just just, enough, just that guy. Just a, a, a disappointment over and over again because that's all the U.S. – basically all the U.S.C. guys have been in, in the NFL. I know it's a different narrative, right? It's not a Pete Carroll team, blah, blah, blah. But, my God, they just – they keep putting out these, you know, top – or first-round quarterbacks, and they're all garbage. I mean, Carson Palmer's not garbage. I mean – That's it. Yeah. That's it. It is, but I, but I I don't want to err. Me personally, I'm not going to err on the side of college history. I understand for Darnold. That. I just I like what I've seen in a Jets uniform out of Darnold when he has time to. I think throw. he gets too rattled, and no I, wonder. Well, yeah, I mean he he doesn't have time for anything. But if he's getting too rattled, 
you it, get to him a time or two. It's possible he could be ruined already. Yeah. I mean, it's possible. We've seen it. Tim Couch, Derek, David, Carr, the car. But I, I just think that it, it's always going to be in his mind that he's got to get rid of the ball too quick and he's going to force it. Yeah. Speaking of the Jets, and, and a name that's fallen off a lot of radars, Blake Cashman, your guy. I love Blake. Uh, but Avery Williamson is coming back. C.J. Mosley is coming back. Cashman, sadly, is going to be reverted to a backup role. So, But he's one injury away again. He, but he's also coming off an injury. Yeah, I mean, but he's one injury away from getting right back in there, and and paying dividends. Hey, he's a guy that I believe in that I'm not dropping. I've got him on just about every team, and I and I can't I cannot drop him because I think he's a good player. So, they've also got uh, Patrick on Wusor, on Wusor. So, but he I think he probably slayed it outside for him. Yeah, yeah, and, and Cashman's definitely but a middle guy. Our lads and our lads. Usually the most up to date uh, rosters. They have Cashman as a start or Cashman as a starter. Just starting that out there. Yeah, I, they. I, it's not going to happen unless one of those guys has a setback. But I, I like to believe it'll happen. Few comments, real quick. Uh, the fantasy football show, dangerously close to the back row fantasy show, fellas. That that's I don't know what to think about that. But the fantasy football show uh, says that Breeze. Brady and A-Rod are the values late in 2020. Mm-hmm. I I don't think A-Rod's a, a late value at all. I still see him going middle, middle of most most drafts. He doesn't always go late. Uh, Breeze, Brady, I, I don't think those guys go late in redraft. No. I, I mean, redraft, I don't think they're going late. No. They're um, going later than they used to. But, but, they, but they're, I mean, they're falling off in possibly going near undrafted in uh 16 team dynasty or anything under 12 16, 12 team team yeah 12 team dynasty yeah so values yeah absolutely uh a rod i'm not not sure i don't i hate to call him a value but i guess in our our mock draft he went pretty late but i think we, yeah, la- we labeled like, that uh some people thought <laughs> so i don't think everyone got the message that it was dynasty 12 team non-idp startup mock so a lot of people were were drafting like it was redraft but either way yeah um so i'm gonna move over to uh kj hill chargers kj hill yeah so the los angeles chargers um so we've got keenan allen san diego who of course has some injury history right you got mike williams who just hasn't been what they wanted him to be and outside of that I really don't have anything at wide receiver. Um, nothing to keep someone like K.J. Hill from, you know, climbing into a uh, a starting role. I mean, I know they picked up Joe Reed uh, a couple rounds before Hill, but I still think with all the production he had at Ohio State, he could slide up and get into a top three, and then he's an injury away from being on the field for 90% of the snaps. Yeah, there's no Travis Benjamin anymore. Yeah. And this, this to me, is a pretty solid replacement for a Travis Benjamin. Uh, whether he gets the playing time or not, I'm not sure. But if you're if you're looking to dig deep, I, KJ Hill's a good name. K- a good I, I saw name KJ Hill go literally undrafted in a uh, fantasy, um, just just a rookie draft. Oh, he does in most of them. Yeah, so, right, he's a, he's kind of priority free agent. Like you see, people spending more fantasy football dollars on him than most of the other yeah. guys. So he's priority. But I I, I if I have the picks. Like, he's a fourth-rounder for me. I take him. I don't want to let him not get drafted. Mm-hmm. But 
yeah, I like KJ Hill. I don't hate that at all because you're right. One injury away, guy like KJ Hill, it's just a matter of who's going to be throwing the ball. Yeah. So I, I, I of course, I'm a high state fan, so we, we've got that. Uh, got anyone else you want to talk about? I still got a few to go through. Go through some of yours. Let me. I'll read the last comment here. The fantasy football show does want to know what we uh, think of Daniel Jones because they consider him a late round gem. I, I agree. I think Daniel Jones is uh, – I don't know if i call him a gem because I don't think he's going to have like a top five fantasy quarterback season. But as far as a young guy to build with in Dynasty, I see this is this is where the Sam Darnold thing comes along. I'm really comfortable going into a Dynasty with Daniel Jones and Sam Darnold. I'm comfortable with like Daniel Jones and Josh Allen. I'm comfortable uh, with – You give me Josh Allen, yeah. Right. But, I mean, Daniel Jones, to me, he is a guy that won't surprise me to see starting in 12 teamers. So I'll go that far on Daniel Jones. He looked good. At uh, times. They they did not have a good offensive line. Yeah. They put some work into the offensive line. So could he take a leap? Absolutely. Could he be sophomore slump? Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me either. So late round gym, I don't think I would go that far. But I do like Daniel Jones, and I'm comfortable you, with him as my future you take if I don't have a good one. You take a Daniel Jones over a Drew Brees. That depends on the format, I guess. Uh, if it's Dynasty, yes, I do. Okay. Yeah. I think I'm still trying to win now with Brees. I, I know you like Jones. I and I. Well, well, I, I, let's I just put, feel let's, like last year was is what Daniel Jones. Well, is. let's put it this way: you you have a you have a fringe playoff team in the Dynasty League. And you have Drew Brees and someone offers you Daniel Jones straight up for Drew Brees. And you, your team, you're looking at your team on paper and be, and thinking, I might be a year away okay. from, from really competing. Right. So In that year, you may not have Drew Brees. Right. So, so, so I mean, I, I, I think there's a lot of variables that go into that. If if it's redraft, give me Brees all day. If I've got a absolutely killer team with a young guy in the wings like a, you know, a Darnold or a Tua or something and somebody offers me Daniel Jones for Drew Brees – I'm going to counter and give me a little more, yeah. but I, I would rather have Breeze on that team. But I, it would be hard. Gotcha. It would be hard to let go of Daniel Jones in a situation like that just because I think he could be really good. Gotcha, gotcha. So um, I'll stick with some IDP. Like I said, um, Dre, Dre Greenlaw, uh, low-owned. Um, he was linebacker four from week 10 on. Like This guy just all over the field gets a ton of tackles, and yet – Still low percentage. I didn't. I didn't end up writing it down for him, but I want to say it was like under forty percent owned. Mm. Yeah, which is just, just ludicrous, just pathetic. Um, give me one second, I'm pulling something up, because there was an exit from the team that was. Uh, I feel like somebody left that team. It, it doesn't really matter. Um, so on down at Shaq Quarterman. Um, he's the backup to Joe Schobert, but there's two things Joe Schobert does and does well. One's get tackles, the other one's get injured. So I feel like Quarterman's going to have an opportunity to get on the field at some point this year. Um, another one, this one surprises me that he was low-owned, but Anthony Walker. Anthony, of Colts Anthony Walker? Yes. Yeah, I just I traded for him recently because, listen, that, that team has – Two guys in the middle that can rack up tackles. Yeah, it's Darius Leonard, but again, Leonard is Littleton, and Walker is Quickhouse. Yeah, I mean Walker's going to rack up tackles, and Walker can actually cover as well. Mm -hmm. Walker's like kind of 
the whole deal just I like love Leonard Walker coming out. I did too, and I love him now as a fantasy guy. It's just he takes a hit because he's not the best linebacker on his team. Mm-hmm. I mean, any linebacker is not going to be the best linebacker on their team if they're playing with Darius Leonard. Yeah, but he he takes a hit just because Leonard's beside him. But that does not mean Anthony Walker is not absolutely a fantasy asset. I'm really glad I got him on my team. Oh yeah, no, I I as I'm going through the list, like I want to say finish on the season like linebacker seventeen. But still, like, just not getting the respect that he deserves. He needs to have a higher ownership percentage. Um, and this was started, uh, God, it was, I'm sorry, he was owned 14% of leagues, which is about half based on what we were doing, um, and started, like, 30% of the time. Yeah. It's top 17 guys started 30% of the time. What are you playing, literally one linebacker league? You know what I mean? This is what I don't get. Is there such a thing? No, there shouldn't be. There shouldn't be. So, yeah, just just trying to roll through and get my your names out my, there, my defensive players your out. Your names out your mouth. It feels good to talk some IDP, but I am going to go back on the offensive side of the ball yet again because we haven't mentioned a tight end. And even though I talked about him on a different show, I don't think I got to say exactly what I wanted to say. Ian Thomas, Ian Thomas is still a guy that is not getting drafted until the end of fantasy startups, whether it's dynasty. Whether it's redraft, it doesn't matter. I'm not seeing Ian Thomas's number being called, mm-hmm. and I get that. I totally get that. Everyone has already forgotten what he did in 2018, which was fill in extremely admirably for Greg Olson in 2018. Olson comes back. Ian Thomas gets set just basically because, hey, our veteran, our guy that's done it for years is back. He's the starter, no question about it. Greg Olson's gone now. Ian Thomas... Ian Thomas has the potential to be a top five tight end. I'm, I'm not shitting you when I say that. I believe in Ian Thomas that much. Like, if Ian Thomas stays healthy at the end of the year, I believe he'll be top five. I I absolutely wow. believe he'll be top five. If he's not injured, he'll be a top five fantasy tight end at the end of the season. Okay. That's how strongly I feel about Ian Thomas, Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Two Gloves is there. I mean, DJ Moore is a fantasy stud. Christian McCaffrey's a fantasy stud. But the tight end landscape is atrocious. We know this. Mm-hmm. And it does not take much to get in the top five. It takes a lot to get in the top two. But it doesn't take a lot to get in the top five. I think Ian Thomas will finish in the top five, barring lack of injury. So draft him. Even if he doesn't place top five, I think he's a shoe-in for top ten. A shoe-in. So don't let him fall to someone else in the latter parts of your draft because you forgot what he did in 2018. Ian Thomas. Speaking of tight ends, man, like I, I still feel Dallas Goddard's probably the best tight end in Philly uh, with Ertz. I mean, Ertz is great, but I think Goddard's going to take that step ahead this year. Goddard's going to um, make him expendable. Yes, and I... I, man, look for a, a real nice year out of Goddard. Keep in mind, last year he finished as a top 10, literally tight end number 10 uh, for fantasy purposes, and his that's second year in the league. Like He's just growing, just getting better. Goddard's going to – he's going to end up being a, a really special guy for years to come. Yeah, yeah, Goddard, Goddard's already going where he should in fantasy drafts. Like he's already performing – really well draft wise so 
people I think people are on to it. Good. People people have caught on to the fact that Dallas Goddard is at some point in the next couple of years going to be a fantasy stud at tight end. So I agree with you a million percent. I could see Goddard, you know, getting into that if Ertz ever leaves, you know, asserting himself as a top three guy. Yeah, I agree. Now, I do want to back myself up just a little bit. I want to just run through what Ian Thomas did in 2018 when he got inserted into the starting lineup with five games to go. So the first game in the starting lineup, he targeted five times and he caught five, all five of them for 46 yards. The second game of his career as a starter, he was targeted 11 times. He caught nine of those for 77 yards. The next game, not so great. Two two catches out of four targets for 14 yards. Aberration. Those happen. Next game, targeted five times, caught four for 48 and a touchdown. And the final game of the season, targeted seven times, caught five for 61 and a touchdown as a rookie. So I haven't extrapolated those numbers yet, but he's... He has the potential to be really good as the starter there. Oh, yeah. You're absolutely right. I mean, starting role, uh, offensive loves to throw the ball now. Right. You know, they don't um, not address quarterback, you know, with a guy who wants to throw it 60 times a, a game. You know, it, it just is what it is. And just and just to kind of back arms up a little bit, on Goddard, uh, Goddard in 2019 as the freaking number two tight end, had 87 targets. Mm-hmm. 87 targets. Like, that's... that's oh, he cracks 100 this year. He cracks... Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, he does. Absolutely Dallas Goddard 100. absolutely cracks 100. Dallas Goddard caught 58 balls for 607 and 5 on a team with Zach Ertz. Tell me this kid's not going to be a stud when yeah. he gets the chance. He, and he, the thing is, he's got a chance now, right? He's already got a chance. Now, once he slides into that tight end number one role, that that's going to be the, the difference maker for him. Yeah. So, um, a couple guys who end up getting just a lack of respect. Darius Geis, you know, the injuries are definitely concerns. But the guy averaged 5.8 yards a carry. Again, if he's healthy. If healthy, stud. Um, R- Ronald Jones. Guys, stop sleeping on him. I love Ronald. I love Ronald this year. He had he didn't have uh, I don't think he had a single game ever tw- with twenty carries. He only had two games with more than fourteen carries. Think about that. Played seventeen weeks, had two games with more than fourteen carries, and had seven hundred twenty four yards. It's it's taken a while for them to buy into him and for him to buy into mm-hmm. them. Like Keyshawn Vaughn, nice one two punch. Mm-hmm. I mean Keyshawn Vaughn's probably going to provide a nice you know second punch. Now, if you're America's sweetheart, Garrett Price, of the Dynasty Nerds, you know, you don't want to hear what I got to say because he loves Keyshawn Vaughn, and that's cool. We all got guys that we love, and Garrett is a really good analyst that that could just be spot on with him. But I love Ronald Jones, and I'm not willing to – I'm not willing to buy into the fact that Keyshawn Vaughn is going to come in as a rookie on a Tom Brady-led team and be the guy. I think Tom Brady's going to see a guy like Ronald Jones and be like, wow, this guy's a little bit of a combination between Sony Michelle and James White. Actually, he, he could be a, a lot Sony Michelle if and we let's just use him like we should. Yep. And and Tom Brady might fall in love with Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones is ready for the spotlight. He's ready for fifteen plus carries a game consistently. Mm-hmm. And if that happens, you're gonna have a top fifteen running back on your hands. For darn near free. But yeah, well, 
He's close enough. Close, cheap, close, he can be cheap. Closer to free than most other running backs that have top 15 potential. Correct. So Correct. out of all the guys that have that kind of potential, your cheapest grab is Ronald Jones. So if you do need a running back, I, I think, and you don't have a lot of assets that you can get rid of for a guy, go get Ronald Jones. Make Figure out how to make it happen. I made it happen with Daryl Henderson and like a third-round rookie pick, basically. I, I And I am pumped because then I took Keyshawn Vaughn at 111, 1.11. And and I felt horrible because I don't think Keyshawn Vaughn should have went that early, but I had Ronald Jones. So I have to I have to back myself up because I I have been known to be wrong. That's yeah, once or twice. Not a big deal. No biggie. So um sticking with offense on me. I I also I like Kelvin Harmon this year. I liked Kelvin Harmon coming out of college. I, we both did. Like, we were both Harmon guys. Had him as like a you know a top ten college receiver. Uh, just love the way he catches the ball. Love the way he tracks the ball. I remember I really like last year's wide receiver class. It was a, it was a fun one to watch. Um, a lot of a lot of healthy scratches last year. wasn't playing. Once he finally you know started cracking the field when Dwayne Haskins took over quarterback. Um, I mean, most of his games five or six targets. As a rookie, and that's on a Terry bad McLaurin. team. Yeah, with Terry McLaurin there, yeah, you know he's not. He doesn't have to be tasked with being that number one wide receiver because that's going to scary Terry. But you know he had some moderate success, we'll say. Yeah, you know some eight to ten point games. I just think he builds on that. Um, if if Haskins grows as I anticipate he will, a lot of people don't like Haskins, but as Haskins grows, they start airing it out more. They have a viable run game. Like I really think uh, Calvin Harmon's got some some upside now. He's not going to be a top ten guy, but I I could see him being a solid wide receiver too by the end of the year, right? And I give you a lot of crap on Haskins, but again, if I'm an owner of Breeze or Brady or Rivers, and and I don't have a future quarterback sitting behind him, or, or maybe all I have is a, you know, Jacoby Brissett, Jacob Eason kind of situation, mm-hmm. like go grab Haskins because because the it the upside is there. He is not a bust. We're one year in. Most quarterbacks suck as rookies. It's a fact. Most quarterbacks suck as rookies. Peyton Manning sucked as a rookie. Tom Brady sucked as a rookie. Not that we know that 100%, but he didn't win the job. No. So, I mean, a well, lot he of also guys. Had a number one overall draft pick ahead of him. Correct. But an older yeah, yeah. number one overall guy in Drew, in Drew Bledsoe. But Dwayne Haskins still has all the talent in the world to make it happen. So he's another Sam Darnold to me. Take the chance. Uh, Washington invested pretty heavily in their offense this offseason. You got Gandy Golden. You got Antonio Gibson. Golden Gandy. Golden Gandy. Samuel Debo Debo Samuel situation with Golden Gandy. You might have been you might have been right about Gandy Golden. A G G. No, it's, it's Golden Gandy. It is. Golden Gandy, hundred percent. Yeah. Uh I just do this. I have dyslexia moments on the show. It, it's just what happens. I mean, so and it's, it's Gandy Golden. So Haskins Dwayne is probably going to grow with these guys. He's got a good young core of talent around him. They've got running backs for days that just need healthy. Bryce Love is a player when he's healthy. Darius Geis, we we know what he can do when he's healthy. Antonio Gibson, we you know there's there's guys on this team. He's got guys there. It's just now it's a question of uh, what what did they do in place of Trent Williams? I don't know. Do they do they have a, a gaping hole? At, on the left side of the line now, or did they have some? They didn't ready? have him last year. No, they didn't. But, I mean, they weren't that good either. Year. So, so a uh, couple things that make it 
it's very interesting with Haskins' growth. And this is, I've got Aaron Rodgers in the league, and I'm just trying to figure out how I can acquire Haskins and something of value for Aaron Rodgers. And like the guy just won't, you know, I think Haskins is going to be a stud. He's like the other guy other than me who actually likes him. Um, anyway, with Haskins' growth, him and Kelvin Harmon, his wide receiver, grew up together. All right. So they've got some rapport from that. He's got Terry McLaurin, who he played with in college. Like, there's just, like, rapport for days with with the uh, receiving quarterback, you know, combo down there in Washington. I, I 100%, I think they finished no worse than second in the division. It's going to be hard to, to knock off Dallas because of what they've got on both sides of the ball. But I, I do think they have a, a shot at making a run in the, on the division. Over the Eagles? Mm-hmm. And over the Giants? Yeah. I don't. I still think they're the fourth place team. I think they make a huge jump. Huge I, I, jump. I forget your Haskins love. Yeah, well, it, adding in Chase Young, you know, they're they've got uh, speed rushers on you know both sides of or both uh, bookends. Like they've got some some upgrades on defense that it's underappreciated. I mean, if you, if you think about going way back to the Eli Manning era Super Bowls. Um, you you win against a lot of these high flying teams by being able to get pressure with four, and I think they've built that front you know that front seven to be able to get pressure with four, and it's it's going to be a little bit, it, it, you're going to see a, a very changed Washington Redskins team this year. They're going to be improved. There's no doubt about it. Like they they are going to be improved, but yeah, I don't know. I'm not I'm not willing to go that far on them. I, I mean second place in the division is not exactly you know a glowing recommendation right and you know it's not like i'm putting them in the super bowl or the playoffs but yeah anyhow i digress we digress got anything else brain uh no no it's uh it's good to be out of the house good to be out of the house today and uh hopefully everything gets opened up and all this crap's over sooner than later <laughs> yeah well, we'll find out. I mean, places are opening back up. People are congregating in large masses, and we're either all going to start dying or everything will be fine. Basically. Which I, I hate to, I hate to, you know, be that guy. But we are in small town USA. We're probably going to be fine here. Oh, absolutely. Which I'm not trying to make that any, any certain way. I, you know, just just be careful in the big cities. Like even though me and Arms fully believe that, uh, you know. We we're QAnons, you think? I mean, do you think we're uh we're we're we have our conspiracy theory yeah, beliefs a little bit, but uh, that doesn't mean we're not being safe and careful. Oh yeah, we're absolutely and, trying and, to yeah follow the appropriate protocols I and mean, whatnot. Shit, we were we what? How how long did we go without being in the studio together? Six weeks? Six seven weeks? Six seven it was weeks? A long, I mean, painful six seven weeks. Yeah. So I mean, we were being careful, even though we believed that we're all okay and there wouldn't have been a problem, but we. We went ahead and, and we were careful anyway. So you do the same. That way you can keep listening to us. Exactly. And as uh, well, Jim Justice or whoever it is, follow the effing guidelines. Follow the effing guidelines. Hey, Porkman, little shout out from Porkman. At the end, he says, give Haskins a chance. Don't give up on him. Stay I'm not safe. giving up on him. I'm telling you right now, I'm, I'm literally trying to acquire him everywhere I can. Yes. In all ways, shapes, and forms. So he's when he my, says acquire, he's my boo. He is. He is Arms' boo. And and that's okay. I, I I was with you last season. I loved him. I didn't think he was going to break the rookie touchdown record, but I liked him just about as much as you. He didn't start enough games. 
Good night. <laughs> Good night. This concludes another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show. Thanks for listening, and be sure to give us a review. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.